Hello there, my silly little gooses. Welcome back to another edition of the Midweek Breakdown, presented by My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. For the people that are unaware of what the Midweek Breakdown consists of, um, some episodes it will consist of a theme, certain episodes it will just consist of me talking about multiple topics for a good 10 to 15 minutes, and then before the episode is over with, I will be presenting you guys the song of the week. That is what entails for the Midweek Breakdown. Now, this episode, I want to talk about Alex Murdoch and him trying to go for a retrial, but getting denied that because of uh, jury tampering allegations. So I'm going to play you Inside Edition's report on it. And then after that, I'm going to give you my opinion about the whole concept of jury tampering and my belief of what happened here. So without further ado. Inside Edition. Killer lawyer Alec Murdoch returned to court today arguing that he deserved a new trial because this official, the court clerk, tainted the jury that found him guilty almost a year ago. To me, it felt like she made it seem like he was already guilty. All 12 jurors returned to the courthouse in South Carolina. Cameras were not permitted to show their faces. Instead, the camera stayed focused on Judge Gene Toll. Was your verdict influenced in any way by the communications of the clerk of court in this case? Yes, ma'am. And how was it influenced? To me, it felt like she made it seem like he was already guilty. Did that affect your finding of guilty in this case? Yes, ma'am. Another juror said he also heard an inappropriate comment from the court clerk. She made a comment about watch his body language. But the juror denied his verdict was in any way swayed by the clerk's remark. And other jurors denied hearing any comments at all from the court clerk. Was your verdict on March the 2nd, 2023, influenced in any way with any communications by the clerk of court, Becky Hill, in this case? No, ma'am, it was not. Absolutely not. No, ma'am. Hill then took the stand to deny the accusations. Did you have any conversation with any juror in which you tried to influence their decision? I did not have a conversation with any juror about anything related to this case. Now, that was Inside Edition's reporting on Alex Murdoch trying to get a retrial for jury tampering. Now, I had to look up just to make sure that I was right on what jury tampering is. And it comes from Cornell Law School. They will say jury tampering refers to improper communications with a juror with the purpose of influencing the juror's deliberative process via private communication or contact regarding matters directly related to the case being tried. Examples of jury tampering may include providing outside information to a juror and bribing, threatening or intimidating a juror to influence the verdict. Both lawyers and jurors themselves can be involved in jury tampering. Jury tampering is not only an ethical infraction but a criminal offense now they would say depending on whether what state you're in jury tampering can be a felony offense or a misdemeanor now as you heard from inside editions reporting you had all the jurors come back in for this uh retrial or at least the hearing of whether the judge will say if he will get a retrial alex murdoch uh case and you heard from two of them two jurors say that well one specifically said that they talked to the uh court clerk and the court clerk told her to watch his movement and you heard from said juror that that kind of influenced her on making the guilty verdict because she felt like the court clerk was giving her uh 
a kind of a saying that Alex Murdoch is guilty. So with the jurors saying this, this already kind of gives me a way of saying this thing needs to be retried. Now, it doesn't matter how you feel about Alex Murdoch. A, it is what it is. Everybody's going to have their own opinion about the guy. Family members, friends, people that know him, people that don't know him. I could give two rats tail about what happens to Alex Murdoch here. I don't care, personally, me. But when you hear about this and the news covers this and you actually hear from a juror say, hey, yo, this person who's supposed to be a court clerk, whose just only job is supposed to just write down what's going on inside of the court proceedings, comes up and tell you, watch his movements. That's something right there. That's tampering. That's tampering with a juror. Remember, a jury are people that's going to decide whether you are guilty or innocent. That's what happens. And this juror, she got tampered with. That's kind of what happened. So, this thing needs to be retried. It has to be. For it not to be retried, I find that it does a disservice to people because this kind of will give me the optics that people can do that. That another court clerk can try to pull this exact same stunt. And then guess what? I'm not going to say it's always going to influence a jury. But just knowing one person can be influenced. That's kind of a problem here. I think when you look at a jury, right? And you're having to sit there, whether you're on um, inside the courtroom as a court clerk. Or you're just there as an observer. I think you can pinpoint after looking at the jury. You can pinpoint, okay, who I can sway. Just by hearing certain details of the case as it's going by, you can look at certain people's faces and how their body movements are positioned at one point, and then they hear something, and then they might uh, squeeze up, quench, make a face, and then you could kind of just gauge by that and say, maybe I can sway this person, or maybe I could say something to them, and then it's going to pull over into what I need them to do. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened here. I'm just saying from what the juror, well, the juror, excuse me, has stated, this is jury tampering. Alex Murdoch needs a new trial. And by the way, uh, the court clerk, she did get a book deal, but the book deal had to get stopped um, because she did the whole, uh, what was it, plagiarism. They stopped that, but the court clerk, she did a book about the trial of Alex Murdoch. You got to think that is absolutely crazy. The court clerk makes a book about the trial that she is covering herself. That's insane. That already just will put me in a headspace. If I'm Alex Murdoch with my own lawyer, I would say, yo, we got to give me a retrial. Now, whether Alex Murdoch did this or not, that's not up to me. That's up to the evidence for what the police finds and all that stuff and how they present it. That's all up to them. But if you are just a person on the opposite end of this, you're looking at someone saying these things and presenting these things to you about you. You got to tell your lawyer, hey, we got to go after this because this doesn't make sense. This wasn't right. I didn't get a fair trial. I think anybody would state that anybody should have the belief of that. I know I do right now. So Alex Murdoch, I believe he should get a uh, redraw. I think his lawyer is going to try to uh, appeal this in which he should. Because as I've stated, 
if a juror is on the bench and they say, hey, yo, my kind of the guilty verdict that I did give was because of this. This kind of counts as jury tampering. Now, this could just be me, in my opinion. That's how I feel. Everybody's going to have their own. But Alex Murdoch, he needs another trial. And with that, I think that if he gets found guilty, again, with the new trial, put more heavier, uh, put more heavy uh, penalties on his verdict. Put more heavy penance on it because you're making people waste quote unquote tax dollars to redo this whole trial again for something that you did and you know you did. Then you got to have more heavy fines, heavy uh, punishment. But that's just the way I feel about that. Alex Murdoch, I feel it needs a new trial, but hey, people will do what they do. People have their own opinion. That's that on Alex Murdoch, but I felt I need to give my opinion, especially since this is in the state of South Carolina, my uh, state that I'm in. It needs to be redone, and also, uh, respect to the people that did lose their lives, Alex Murdoch's uh, wife, son, uh, the other son who's still living, he has to live with the idea that his father killed his mom and his brother, and also the other victims that were attached to this whole Alex Murdoch situation from the girl that died because of Alex Murdoch's son from the boating accident and now the other boy who died on the side of the street that they're now trying to get Alex Murdoch's alive boy for that murder. So again, there's a lot of things mixed into this. I just want everybody in this thing to get treated right. That's all I want. So that's my opinion on the Alex Murdoch uh, trying to get a retrial situation so you have that there now my last thing that i do want to talk about and it's small uh the super bowl super bowl is coming up in another week we now know who the two participants the two teams that will be playing in the super bowl it will be the kansas city chiefs going against the san francisco 49ers congratulations to both teams for winning their uh respective divisions hopefully we have a good super bowl not this week remember it's next week um the big thing that I do want to talk about is the overarching topic of the whole NFL season is basically Taylor Swift. I've heard from uh, Super Bowl, not Super Bowl, God, football fans and also football players, certain football players, certain football fans, they have liked seeing Taylor Swift there because it's brought money into the organization, especially for the Kansas City uh, Chiefs team. It's been stated that she's generated I believe $330 million or at least upwards towards that for the NFL slash the Kansas City Chiefs organization. So that's a plus for the Kansas City Chief team owner. So that's that. But I've heard of the negative sides about people complaining and people mentioning how the cameras will always just pop over to Taylor Swift after a play or a touchdown. They always pop over to Taylor Swift and the fans and football players are tired of seeing that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see a lot of that during the Super Bowl. Just get used to it because if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are going to stay together, it's going to happen next season and next season until this thing either becomes official or this thing is a dunsky. Just that's one thing, okay? So just get used to that. And also, she brings money in. And also, she does deals for other individuals that has a partnership with the NFL. It's just been announced what this week that she I'm gonna say this they are going to coin that Taylor Swift kind of helped a designer to 
score a big deal with the NFL. As a matter of fact, she, the designer, uh, Kristen something, she's married to a San Francisco 49ers uh, player. She makes clothing and she made a custom uh, Kansas City Chief jacket for Taylor Swift. She's been granted a license to use the NFL's logos on her clothing, including men and women's apparel. So Taylor Swift, she has helped the NFL constantly make money and NFL is about making money. So ladies and gentlemen, this is nothing but a money play for the NFL. And I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift's probably going to kick out of this with some type of money back in or something. So just don't pay it no mind. That's all I can say for you. If you're tired of seeing Taylor Swift on your screen, don't pay it no mind. Shut your eyes until the play goes back on until someone has to like nudge you say, Hey, she's off the screen and just go back to watching uh, football. Don't let one person's constant uh, visual ruin your appreciation for the game of football. That's all I can say. But uh, Taylor Swift, NFL, they've been doing this whole thing for, what, this whole season? Get used to it. That's all I can say. Maybe she's not with Travis next season. Maybe she still is. And if so, it's still going to be there next season. So, you know the deal. Just don't pay it no mind. That's all I can say. But I hope that we have a good Super Bowl next week. That's... All I can say. Now, with that being said, it's almost time for me to get you guys out of here. I do got to do a little bit of self-promotion before I play the song of the week. Uh, if you did not have a chance to listen to my Sunday episode, the title is called Get Out Vince. I talk about Vince McMahon's whole uh, situation, the lawsuit that came out about him last week. I talk about that on Sunday's episode with a numbers of different topics. So that episode is available to you now. If you listen or watch professional wrestling, I'll talk about that. The Royal Rumble just happened this past Saturday. I do my review of that. Uh, so that episode's up there as well. And also the Wrestling Highlights of the Week episode's up there as well. Um, is that it? I believe so. Now, with the Song of the Week, I do want to keep everybody in the loop. I'm still playing R&B records because we're going into Valentine's Day. I say this constantly. Do not... Be the last one to give your loved ones a gift. Be on the prowl. Try to get them something. Do not be the last person on the train. Valentine's Day is coming up quicker than you expected, so get on it. Um, but with that, the song of the week for this week, it is Keith Sweat. Make it last forever. Again, this is an R&B classic, so I'm here to end the show with that. I want everyone to have a great day, great week. You'll hear from me again Saturday and Sunday. So with that, he sweat, make it last forever. Have a great day, everyone.